Hello, Hunters, and welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Matt Acevedo. I'm Christian Hume. And we are on the hunt to find who is the greatest, ultimate, world-renowned fictional character of all time. Uh, and this is Division 3, episode round 2. Division 3, round 2. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be a very interesting one. Uh, we There's some names in yeah, here this, I have Today's seen. will be the interesting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's they're always interesting, but this one, I, I these like these are people I haven't even like thought about in a long time. Yes, um, and I'm like I can't like I'm so stoked that this is even in the bucket. Yeah, there's, especially uh, there's two in particular. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about these characters. But um, let's just Christian. First off, how you doing? Wow, I'm doing great. You know, this is the second episode of Division Three. We're more than halfway through this season. Yep, 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 yep. In fact, there are. Like what, twenty six, twenty eight characters left now. You know, we're we're more than halfway through. Like, oh, gosh. Not a lot. oh my gosh! Not oh, a lot. Sorry, I just vomited from excitement. <laughs> Every time we do this, by the way, like I just realize how many characters I'm actually like how much stuff I've watched. Yeah, <laughs> and like, is this good? I don't know, but I did it. <laughs> we just had a we had a very enriched. Uh, life growing up. Yeah, I feel like my literary. whole childhood has been in preparation for this show. <laughs> yeah, we were curious in so many different genres. We were very fortunate to have. Yeah. Maybe you had brothers who wanted, who were into like dark gritty stuff, and you had a sister who was into like anime stuff, and you know. Netflix was also has been a great service for me for the show. There, there are at least like maybe even half a dozen shows now that I've watched in the last like six months. Like I probably watched like maybe a show a month. Yeah, I've like binged it in preparation for this because it's like I have to know about this. I gotta watch it because it's like Avatar, yeah, um, like Legend of Korra. I did uh, My Hero Academia, like a bunch of like cartoon stuff that I know is really big. Yeah, and there's amazing characters, but I didn't know who they were. So it's very cool. It's really, really cool. It's very cool. Yeah, and I even saw some things that I never thought I would. See, yeah, you know, so that's really dope. Who do we got today? Today, we guys, we have. This one blew my mind when you pulled it. I, yeah. I literally, it was like all these memories came back, you know, and it was like, oh, I had like a brain blast. But this person is not five, not four, not three, not two, but number one from Codename Kids Next Door, a.k.a. Nigel. We know that he gets embarrassed to call him that, but code number one is going up against the 80s classic, the sequel, the best version, in my opinion, Miss Pac-Man. Oh yeah, Miss Pac-Man's way better than Pac-Man. So much better. Way better. Faster, than more accurate. Like it's just it's just such a better How Miss Pac-Man is not an alt for Pac-Man at least in Smash. I know. Is beyond me. Same. I, I totally don't agree. under like it it could have just been a costume. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but Miss Pac-Man, man, whew, she just keeps on running, dude. Keeps on running, trying to like, you know, protect her family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the original the Ghostbuster. The, ori- the original <laughs> Ghostbuster, exactly. Protect, trying to just you know, she's sort of seeing the story. They, they met, they met avoiding these ghosts. You know, they met trying to avoid these ghosts. Her Miss, pa- it's her story. Miss Pac-Man is sort of like when they did the reboot of the Ghostbusters with women, except like it's the much better version. It's so much better. It's the much. It's like it's much better than the original Pac-Man. Yeah. Not that that other Ghostbusters movie was bad, uh, but. There's a consensus, a strong consensus, that Miss Pac-Man is better than Pac-Man. I think I, I don't know a single person who yeah. thinks which otherwise. Why, which why I don't think regular Pac-Man was placed into our bucket. Um, which is like such a bummer because there, you know, there was an actual Pac-Man like side scroller adventure game for oh, like Pac-Land? the, the SNES. Yeah, Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. um, like you can play Miss Pac-Man. 
Yeah, she was just on the sidelines, but she's such a better character. She's like, bye. Yeah. Off to war you go. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird game. It's a very weird game. It was also ugly. It was really ugly. It's very ugly. Even that level in Smash is like, Ugh, it's hideous. It's hideous. It's dude. hideous. It's one of my least favorite. <laughs> I think it's my least favorite. Actually, though, the donkey. No, at least donkey New Pork Kong City. Is, New Pork City. Oh, that one's a it's, nightmare. And it's the worst music. It really, yeah. Um, <laughs> number one, what a great television show Kids Next Door was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Real, really good. It is one of the most fun cartoon shows, and I think it's very underrated. Underrated. Um. I would love for them to just reboot it and just make another more modern day version of it. That would be sick. It is this awesome idea of, you know, a little bit like Rugrats did this. It's almost more like a more adult, like a slightly older Rugrats where kids imagination sort of like becomes real instead of it just being like imaginary. Yeah. And it's like all of these children are spies. Like number one is the James Bond of children. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's like yeah, he he is like to have the title number one is like a big deal because before that, and it's either he was number one or he was I don't remember who was in, in number zero. I can't remember. It's been years, but I remember his dad. Yeah, was, it was I think the his previous dad was one, number yeah. one, right? His his dad was yeah the prior one. Yeah, yeah, and then like like and number one has this he, he's he's a kid who like is trying to rebel against uh, growing up and yep. like for fearing of well, losing and all the his adults are bad child. all the adults they're are like bad. real villains that's the thing is this it's not actually made up like these things are actually happening yeah yeah exactly um but not all adults are bad but, like no. a lot of them are because yes. they wanted them to conform to the ideas of what they think an adult should be or a child should be so in a way number one and the kids next door agency they're working together to banish these these ideals that are being forced upon them that they had to live up to every villain almost every villain not the toilet paper guy uh <laughs> but almost every villain it's like a form of adulthood that people that, that that are trying to like you know like take over these kids and like manipulate them like there's the coffee guy who's like he's like hooked on coffee uh you know there's father who's like the the being of being an all-powerful like this is what you could be like you know he was the the father of uh the the delightful children from down the lane Yes, that's um, who I was trying to look up what their name were. They are interesting because it makes you wonder sometimes, like, okay, all the adults can't be bad, so what are they worried about? And what they're worried about is all of the kids being like them. Yes. Because the delightful children, are, like, from down the lane are so creepy. Yeah, they talk so in unison. Scary. Yes, and they're all, like, proper, and, and they, wear they wear the same outfits. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, it's- I was trying. So see, bad. I was just trying to talk in the same unison with you, <laughs> and it was obnoxious <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs> and I terrifying. Yeah, I can't do it. It's um, it goes against everything I believe in. Yeah, but Nigel, or excuse me, number one, um, he like, I just think he has so much. He has this conflict, and there's there's this moment where he has to choose, and I think the show does an excellent job at this. Like, does he grow up? Like, I remember it's like his birthday. He turns 13, I think. Uh, it's like, does he either, does he grow up and like lead the agency, uh, you know, the K and a agency, um, or K and D agency, excuse me. Or does he like stay behind and live as a kid? And he like, like he, I for, like the series ends with him, with them all. Like when you leave the kids next door, your memory gets erased, right? Yes. You, you don't remember all the stuff about it and stuff like that. Um, but his dad remembers, right? And stuff. And, um, but there's this a crazy, the finale is insane because they get live actors, these old people 
these actual real life people to play numbers two through five and they interview them about where they think what what happened to Nigel what happened to number one and it is it, it, it's crazy and it ends with um number two um who's a black girl right she's number two um I think they re- recognize the person behind the camera and it is Nigel it's unclear it's like one of those open endings yeah. also if I, what I remember correctly is there is the weird like it's there's the kids next door and it's the adults but there's the teens yeah who are aren't teams. necessarily the adults they're right. the teenagers and it's like okay so you have the teens and the series ends with them like they're gonna sign like a treaty oh that's right the, the the kids and the teens uh, and the adults it was like um, but then like they realized it was sort of a trap yeah so it's interesting to see that like you age out and you're supposed to join like this next sort of click. Yeah. But it's weird because like, then you just become the enemy now. Yeah. Right. It's pretty insane. It's like, and it's like you actually change like physically and emotionally in this universe when you age. Just his, the journey that number one has to go through. Yes. Like he, he has, he like, as a kid, he faces things that an adult would. Um, but he's still able to maintain who he, his imagination and who he is as a child, which I think a lot of people forget. And that's why that show hits so well with me is because you see so many people who forget how to be playful and to be fun. Um, and that's the struggle that they all kind of go through as they age and try and protect this, the ideals of what it means to be a child, a child. Um, cause people see children as like easy Praise not the right word it makes it sound creepy but Correct. like target you know what i mean to like try and manipulate into whatever you want them to be but if you keep those ideals you keep growing and sticking to it like it's just such a great show it really and is he's a great character man it really is i think number one is also such a prime he's like an opt he's a pro- optimist prime yeah right i was about to say prime leader and like well no actually prime he's he's like optimist prime you know self-sacrificing he has this sort of uh like Optimus Prime, X Rodimus Prime, like they all sort of have this leadership uh, sort of ancestry, right? Yeah. Like they're connected in number one with his father, the, the All Father, like the who was who was number zero, yeah. Um, and then there was the grandfather, which was like the most evil, yeah. It's like he's part of this lineage, and uh, it's awesome to see how like it's like the two sides of the same coin. Like you have this great power can also be used for good or evil and about how like growing up can be like a bad thing, but also about, especially in the series finale, like the kids next door get the old like group as adults to come back yeah, into the Legion. They like recommission them. And um, it's like, Oh no, you're still there. Right. Like you, you still have that kid inside you all the time, but like life can change you. And it's very different than Simba was, where it's like growing up is a good thing. Because in this is like the fear of loss of like creativity and freedom. It's more about like losing your individuality as you have to conform to the needs of being an adult. It is such, it's so underrated. This show is so good. It's very good. And like, I know we don't want to compare the show, but number one, it kind of revolves, like this is his. Well, yeah, no, I mean, the show is important to discuss. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like, like number one, it's his journey. Yeah, it's his struggle. It's it's all about him growing up. This Pac-Man's amazing, uh, but like... Gosh, I almost forgot who we were even talking about. <laughs> this is just a Codename Kids Next Door special now. Uh, no, you know, like, it just this Pac-Man, 
not her fault, but she doesn't get to go through all of these things. She doesn't have as much lore surrounding her. Right. And even though she has a bigger, yeah, like people know Miss Pac-Man. Everyone knows Miss Pac-Man. You know, not many people know uh, night, uh, number one, which is a dang shame. Um, but I just think there's so like there's so much to unravel with number one. Uh, and Miss Pac-Man is just is a did a lot for the gaming industry. You know, um, it, we pushed the boundaries of Pac-Man. <laughs> made a, better a lot game. for women characters in games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But it's it, literally they just took Pac-Man, and put a bow on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it gave a story, a little bit yeah. of a story. Yeah. Um, Made the character a little bit better. But number one, it's just so there's so much there, dude. There I really don't think is. I've been this passionate about like a character. No, like the when you brought it up, I couldn't believe it. You should, you should be, and it's reasons like this that we we have, you know, we have those. Let's put them through scenarios, but we don't actually always need to do that. And there's a case in which we don't always need to do that, especially when you consider this. Miss Pac-Man's an adult, and number one knows how to handle adults. <laughs> Like true, you put him up against each other. Yeah. He's number one for a reason. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Pac-Man, but I guess you're just going to have to walk a walk away. <laughs> <laughs> number one's going on. <laughs> yeah, Miss Pac-Man just got ghosted by us. Yeah. Oh, he was number one. That was, I, I could go on. Yeah, number one's I, I great. Even, I even I want to rewatch it. that show. That's what I was just going to say. Like, yeah. I, I need to rewatch it because it's, it's such a great show. A very good show. How will my perspective change now that I've grown up? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this next matchup, uh, speaking of childhood. Yeah, who do we have left? Up, <laughs> huh? I don't even remember. Who's, who, who's, we have the companion, the person, the number one homie, the person who keeps you grounded it is none other than Pork Chop right. from Doug. Right. Oh, Pork Chop is awesome. Pork Chop's I, a great character. Doug is no one without Pork Chop. No, he's not. Pork Chop is the best part of that show. Yeah. Pork Chop is awesome. He's the one of the coolest dogs. Possibly the best cartoon dog. I think he might be cooler than Snoopy. I think he's cooler than Snoopy. I think he's cooler than Snoopy. Yeah. Who, who, and who is Porkchop uh, going up against here? Uh, against. So you should introduce this one because I. Oh actually, my goodness! I actually don't. I haven't seen this show, so you're gonna have to educate me about this character. Okay. So there is a TV show called The Leftovers. Uh, it's only three seasons. Not that it got like canceled or anything. It's just it's an HBO show. Um, and spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Avengers: Infinity War, but. What essentially happens is it's the regular world. Everything's going on about by day and the snap happens. 2% of the world's population is just disappears. It's just suddenly. Um, and the leftovers takes place a couple years after that event. And it's about what happened if this sort of thing happens, which has no explanation. And they never really tell you, was this an act of like, God, is this a religious thing? Was it a supernatural event? Was there some kind of like, fantastical meddling that caused this event it's not about the event as much as the fallout about like what happens if people realize like it's like about a loss of control about questioning like your reality and with two percent of people disappearing like everyone's going to probably know someone yeah that goes away in fact one of the biggest arcs of the series is they like head to a town where no one got taken like everyone it was like the one place in the world where that happened it was like oh yeah it was really cool but nora Nora has one of the most sad and interesting stories because she had a husband and two children and they all got disappeared. They all got taken. Um, she's the only surviving person of her family. 
uh, at least her direct family. She has a brother who's played by uh, Christopher Eccleston, who's amazing in it. Ooh, nice. uh, he's still alive. But it's all about her journey. And the interesting thing is she actually ends up, her job is she works for the government. And her job is to talk to the people who lost people and their family because they're trying to understand what happened. Maybe like there's a commonality between why people were taken uh, like or disappeared. Like they're trying to understand what it was. And also then like to give them money. Like Like the government is like being like, hey, like here's... Like, we're going to take care of you. You get X amount of money because the people in your family disappeared. Uh, so she's also, like, rich now, too. Because not oh, wow. only does she work for the government, but she lost three people in her family. So she is, like, loaded. So she has this very interesting story. And it's one that is um, really dramatic because it's a journey of self-exploration. It's a journey of this character who who started out as just, like, this wonderful mom, just, like, really sweet person, and just becomes this very, like, dark character because... She really just is very cynical, and she's one of the strongest characters I've ever seen in any fiction. Um, she, in fact, it, it appears that there might be a, a second event at the end of the series where they're worried it's going to happen again. Holy crap. And she finds like these people who say that what actually happened is that it was like a split reality, and so there's our Earth where there's two percent of people missing but there's another earth where there's 98 percent of people missing what so that's what that's and that's one of the things that is like posed as to what happened and so she goes on a journey and suppose and she goes into this machine that's going to send her to the other reality and you never find out like it cuts like from when it happens and you don't see her again until like decades later towards the end of it and she's back now, and she claims that she went there, she found her own family, she saw that everyone had moved on, she realized that she didn't belong here anymore, and now she came back, and the reason she came back was to tell everyone here, like, what had happened, and uh, you never know if that's true or not, like, if she got out of the machine or if it didn't work at all, but, like, she has this, like, one in a, like, seven billion character story that I've never seen anywhere else, and it's incredible. Dude, <laughs> that's I gotta watch that. that it's sounds crazy. very good. It's very good, and even knowing like those things about it, it doesn't take away oh, like no, 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 yeah. It like spoiler alert. Sorry, it doesn't take anything away from the story because it's it's a completely character driven story. Yeah, every season is about the characters that are shown and like what journey they go on, and not about like the science fiction element because it, the science fiction fantasy religious whatever you want to call it element is never explained and that's totally fine because it's about the fallout of like this human journey into that's the insane. unknown yeah now pork chop <laughs> uh, look pork chop is the, the one of my favorite dog companions he is the only reason doug keeps saying he keeps him saying as heck man and he's super cool he like parties with everyone he is he is super cool yeah. He's super cool. Everyone knows Porkchop. Who's what, that dog? It's Porkchop. What kind of dog is Porkchop? Uh, what was that? Like a rush? He, he almost uh, looks like a... No. I, I don't know. Like he might not. He's just... He's a cartoon dog. He's just a cartoon dog. He's like... Is he blue or gray? I thought it was blue, blue gray. Blue gray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chop is like the best friend everyone wants to have, but can't because he's a dog. Because he's not real. Like, yeah. he's this personified dog who 
understands English, seems to be able to respond to Doug, helps him with stuff, but is still also somehow a dog. He saved someone's life and got framed for attacking them. Wait, when does that happen? Doug's first movie. It's about Porkchop's trial. Oh, right. And they try to like put him down, basically. And oh the my city's God. like they're like he's he needs to be put down. He's a wild, you know. And and Porkchop's like I, I can't talk because he's a dog. So that's a point against him, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, he was just trying to save Phoebe. I totally forgot that that had happened. It was sad. It was like Christmas too. Hmm. He, no, Doug's first movie that was a Christmas special. Doug's first movie is when he met like a swamp monster. Yeah, he, the um, that's what I thought it was. The uh, that was the Christmas special. Nematodes. Yeah, nematodes. He finds the nematodes. Yeah, he finds the nematodes. Uh, he actually sees one. Uh, Kalukaku. Well, um, Doug, there's a little Doug for you. <laughs> you know, but but pork chop is the like, he's just a good dog. Yeah, he's I'm a good homie. I'm remembering some cool things about pork chop. He lives in the igloo. That's a sweet igloo, and it's big. Yes. It's bigger on the inside. Yes. He likes music and he likes to dance. He does. He likes to hang out with Doug when he wraps up his story in his journal. Yeah. Uh, he enjoys pizza. He does enjoy pizza. He likes the beats. Yeah. The beats. <laughs> um, he's a very cool dog. Now, he has enemies being Roger. Right. But he has, I think there was that other, uh, it's a cat. There's a cat. It yeah. was Roger's cat. Yes, Stinky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a purple cat. He's a blue dog. They go against each other. Is he Does he have more... a journey? He doesn't. He's just hanging around, dude. He doesn't have a He's journey. He's a great companion. He, yeah, I was just going to say that. He's a great companion, but he doesn't really go on his own thing. But he... I got to say the closest thing is that Christmas special. Yeah. That's like sort of like him coming into his own a little bit. But even then, it's very much just about him sort of dealing with uh, these accusations and Doug proving his innocence than it is about pork chop yeah. uh, going on a journey. He's not He's not the kind of companion that maybe Tails is or no, no, a Samwise not. Gamgee. No, he's not. They have right? their own journeys. They have their own real journeys. Like pork chop, and here's the thing. Like Sometimes people are going to be like, why do you have some of these characters in the bucket? It's like, well, before we actually sit down and start thinking about them, especially after directly comparing them to other characters, pork chop doesn't uh seem like he's a weak character in fact he's one of probably the best sidekicks that i yeah, can think of he's a very good companion he's always there for your yeah club, for he's your really club. only i think maybe limited by the person with whom he, he is a is pet a compa- to or yeah like had doug been on more interesting journeys i bet pork chop could have been a better friend companion could have done more but they never give him a lot of opportunities. And like Quail Dog was just fiction. Quail fiction. Dog was super cool though. It was super cool, but but that was just a story. Yes, it is just, just a story. That wasn't real. That was Doug's imagination. Yeah. But Quail Dog was pretty dope. You know, and if we compare the two different universes, one of the weird things that happens in The Leftovers is like a lot of the domesticated Everyone animals. Blue. <laughs> but a lot of the domesticated animals become like almost like feralized. Like they don't really like... It's like the whole world just became like a little weird yeah. after everything happened. Like if Porkchop re-entered that world, like if we were to compare the worlds, like Norders would dominate in Doug's world because it's like a time of great prosperity. Like everyone's got a lot going on. Everyone's good. Like it's the night. It's people have 90s money. Everyone seems to be middle class. <laughs> like the dollar is strong. Like that seems like a very easy universe to survive in. But if you put Porkchop into the leftovers world, he would just be like out in the wild. Like I don't think he would do well. I don't the, know what he own. would do without Doug. If Doug disappeared. Yeah, he'd be sad. That'd be sad. 
I'll say this. I would rather hang out with Porkchop than Nora because I would much she's rather hang intense. Out with Porkchop. She sounds really intense, but she's, she's seen some stuff, man. She's super intense. She's super intense. Um, but if I had to, like, get anything done, like, Porkchop would be cool, but he's not going to actually, like, be very helpful. Yeah. He's not a helpful. Nora like, seems like she's, from what you've told me, seems very crafty. Very productive. Um, very, very pragmatic. Very independent. Very independent. You know, takes manners. Like, takes charge. Absolutely. She's a leader. Yeah, and like we said, support characters doesn't it doesn't mean they can't be a good contender. It's just that support characters need to have their own things too. And I don't think Porkchop has his own thing. And Nora actually, in many ways, almost seemed like a support character a little bit. Like every character in Leftovers, it is sort of a main character with their own story. It is like an ensemble yeah. story. But the main character is sort of like becomes her like new husband. Um, She's such a good companion to him while also still having this incredible story of her own. And at times has known when she was like, well, I need to sort of like peel off from you because like I have my own things that I need to go do and you need to be able to solve your problems on your own. Whereas Porkchop isn't that kind of a companion who isn't like, I don't think he'd ever be willing to be like, Doug, I need to let you fly on your own little birdie. Like, yeah. I don't think he would do that. No. He knows Doug's too fragile. Which is good because, like, that's one of the great things people love about dogs is that they it's just, like, unconditional love and loyalty. Yeah. But, but it, I, just, it, I don't think he has any, much else. Yeah. After we talk about it, it just seems like Nora seems like a much more better character who could possibly take the title today. Yeah, Nora, Nora is an incredible fictional character. So let's let's go to the uh, yeah. title match for round one, round two yep. of Division well, Three. <sighs> I'm sorry, Porkchop, but it looks like you dug your own hole. (laughs) Is this your new thing now? (laughs) Is this your new thing now? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm into it. Oh, I'm into it. (laughs) All right. That means we have our Division 3 round 2. What was in your pocket? Well, it looks like Nora's getting left behind. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) On to our championship round for Division 3 round 2. We have... Number one from Codenate Kids Next Door versus Nora Durst from The Leftovers. We've already had a great discussion on both these characters. Yes, we have. Um, and I, th- I think they're they both can. It's it's fascinating, you know, because I think they're both kind of ex- they're like similar extremes, but they're opposite. Exactly. She's the adult. Yeah. Her and story he- is about being an adult and being independent. His story is about re- rebelling against being an adult. Yeah. Where do we go? Well, okay, here. Here's actually a real strong line of commonality between them. So after, and it's called the departure in The Leftovers. So after the departure happens, yeah, there are a lot of people that join religions. There are new religions that start. The Guilty Remnant. It's like a cult. And she is very anti all of these things. She's very anti-conformist, which is very much what I think, you Number know. One. Yeah, that one? that's like what being a, the kids next door are afraid about is conformity. But I think she shows, which is ultimately the, the lesson number one learns with the revelation of its father, is that you could kind of still be this awesome dude when you get old, or you can turn evil. Uh, it like so. There's like real reason for him to have fear, but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, you could not necessarily like people aren't born that way or whatever. Um, she she continues on as an adult to fight against conformity, against brainlessness, against. Uh, people just all doing the same thing and and not being allowed to have free will she actually very much hates all of the things 
where people are saying like, here's what happened, here's why, and it's our fault. She very much believes that we all have free will and what happened was just random chance. That's that's crazy. That are actually like have a lot of similarities. They do, as far as their personalities are confirmed. Like I think number one would love her character because he would say like, if I had to be an adult, this is the adult I would be. Like yeah. I'd be kicking conformities, but I'd be kicking like the butt of these cults and these people who are like trying to get everyone to believe whatever they believe and yeah. not allowing people to be their own person. Yeah. Oh man, this is really, this is, I'm having like such a hard time right now. It's interesting. I didn't think I liked her character as much as I did until we started, I started so, talking about same, her. That's how I felt about number one too. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, so we those facts being asking. known about her, let's, okay, let's, okay. let's talk about number one again, because one of the most creative cartoon shows yeah. of its time. He's very, uh, he's like MacGyver for kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they all are. He wears sunglasses. And he's bald. He's a bald child. Yeah, that's a weird one. Why is he bald? I don't know, but he's bald. And yeah. And he rocks it, man. He's sort of like a big baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little bit of a football head, too. A little bit of a football head. Yeah. But, like, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know, because, like... I've never seen a bald kid, but if there's a bald kid, they're like, that's me. Well, it's kind of fun because actually when you think about it, most of the kids and the kids next door, it's one of those cartoons where like everyone's a little ugly. Yeah, right. Right? Like they could have easily done the thing where they made all the kids in the kids next door look cool, but they're actually sort of like all like these sort of outcasts. Like he's the star and hero of the story, but he's not suave like James Bond. He is in his personality, but like he doesn't, he just looks like this weird little kid. Yeah. Right. But but like I feel like you get set. You look at him. And you're like that guy's a secret agent. Like he oh looks, yeah, he looks so cool. Well, it's the specs, man. It's the specs. It's absolutely yeah. the specs. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you know. I feel like he would be so much fun to hang with because he's got his own little quirks too. Though he has his like little things that he's like into. That he- but only as like if I was a kid. Because if I was hanging with him as an adult, I'd just be, like, under <laughs> constant concern. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't like us because he doesn't really like adults. Well, I don't think he – they say adults, but I think – The like, bad guys. The bad guys. People. Yeah. I don't think you and I would fit into that category of trying to have people conform into our point yeah. of view. Well, I think he's fighting for – we might have a great conversation with him about conformity and stuff like that. How I think, like, you should just be your – I think we'd be similar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, but I think – there are a lot of people. It's it's fascinating. I don't, I don't really want to get into this, but I know some people who take things to extremes. Um, yeah, and uh, those are the people that I think he's he would be like. He'd be very much against. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, let's let's throw some scenarios out there. Um, I think so. In a in hand to hand combat in a cage match, I don't think she could win. Yeah. She is now. She is tough. She's got the. She is very tough. Yeah. She has been in actually some dangerous and violent situations and always come out on top, but she's never gone against anyone that's got gadgets and she doesn't actually have superpowers of any kind. Hmm. So she's very crafty and she's very smart, but in any kind of like fight, she's going down. Number one has the tools and the training. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Cause he has, yeah. And it's crazy that he's a kid and he, he has the training. Um, well, he has the, KND, the kids next door training. Yeah. Like, they know how to fight, dude. Yeah. They actually know how to hand to hand. Oh, yeah. He um, knows kung fu. He does know kung fu. <laughs> yeah. He can drive vehicles. Yes. Not cars, but vehicles. No. Their stuff's always made out of, like, household items, like plungers and things. He's cra- and... He is like MacGyver, dude. Yeah. He's like James Bond meets MacGyver 
meets Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he very much is, like, a cartoon Kevin McAllister. I, and I just like that he questions him, his, himself. Like, he mm-hmm. he's not this perfect character because he's a kid. And I think there's something really special about that, you know? Like and It's hard for him to be a leader, too, I think, because it goes against sort of what he believes in. Because he's such a free spirit. Like, he's very good at relying on the rest of his team and not dictating how everything's going to work. Yeah. But he also knows how and when to lead. Yes, exactly. He's such a good... He's good at giving taking. He can yeah. read the room. I really like this character. He's a, he's a great character. But um, but Nora, I, I, I don't know if I would want to hang out with her. Like She seems no, like no, really no, no, no. intense. No, you don't like, it's not her no. fault. No. Um, I don't know if I would want to know yeah. about Parallel Earth. Well, it's, it's, it's tough because it's not necessarily a bad thing because it's like... Well, no. If that if if that was a part of the conversation, I would absolutely want to know about Parallel Earth. Like, imagine something like that happened. Like, how how does she do it? Because like, what I'm imagining, not seeing the show, is that she's on the streets. Like, there's another Earth. No, like she real. doesn't even really do that so much. Is I? It's like sort of she's shared. trying to prove it. Or? Like, no, no, she doesn't even like go on a journey. Like, she sort of comes back with that information, but she doesn't like try to proselytize anyone because she doesn't believe in that. Like, she doesn't believe in that kind of conformity or anything. Oh, But she does share that information with some people. Yeah. But she doesn't, uh, she's not, like, out there preaching. Yeah. Like, it's all in the finale, and it's very brief when you find this information out. Um, but it is interesting that, like, she goes on that journey, she finds this information, she shares it, but she's not telling people, like, X, Y, and Z, you need to believe what I'm saying. Because she, she also doesn't want to be, like, preached about and become this fictional like folklore she doesn't want because people are writing like new bibles now during this time like based on the things that happened and like they call it like the book of nora like is like a thing that's mentioned and it's like she doesn't necessarily want that because it goes against what she believes she believes she very much strongly believes in free will that's dope so that's that's really cool it's very cool and it's i think something that like number one would agree with so it's it's i think comparing them on their strengths as characters that believe in like freedom and independence, we're not going to get anywhere because they're similar. Yeah. She's managed to hold on to it as an adult, but it's because of the things she goes through. Yeah. And see, I didn't know that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause like, to me, I was like, it just sounded like she would have sounded like a crazy person. No, no, no. It's not like that. She she is, which is one of the reasons why she's amazing because she goes through all of this stuff and still like does what's probably like the harder thing to do because she believes it's the better thing to do. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. Um, let's throw some scenarios out there. I think we have to. Yeah, we have to. We have to with these guys. In any kind of hangout situation, I'm definitely going to agree that it's probably going to be number one who I'd rather be with. Like if, we're, if it's some form of entertainment. Yeah. But there is like this little bit of me that feels like I'd be a little worried. Well, number one? Yeah, I just don't want to rub him the wrong way. Yeah. Also, like he might not like me. Like he, he might not. Like they're very, like even the teens who aren't like really adults yet. They're the enemies of the kids next door. But but isn't it because they're also just trying to like it's everyone's just an extreme idealist. Like right. the way they push their ideals on people and like you know, you have to be this. But that's the thing I'm worried about with number one is because he's an extremist. Even though even though what his the things he believes in are giving everyone like choice and free will and like being a kid. Yeah. He's still extreme about it. Like he's fighting he's not just like like Nora's out there and she's like, Well, here's my opinion and here's like what I but whatever. Right. Like, he's like, no, I'm going to fight for this. Yeah, but would he be the kind to... Because, like, he, if you see him, like, his relationship with, like, his dad, 
who's like a normal dude. Yeah. It, it's just like. Or a, he's also father. Right. But, <laughs> right. But like, but the way they treat him, like he's a normal person in this world. So I don't think he would like explode in like a, if he saw people, if we were like out and about. Yeah. I don't think he would just, you know, trigger something. I don't think he would like. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Huh. It's this is they're tough to compare because what I'll say about Nora is she has one of the most original journeys and she's an incredibly well written, well acted character as well. But Nigel's really cool. Wow, she's really cool too. This I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out how we're supposed to compare these two characters. Because I do agree with you that he's a he's a better hang. But um she's more useful it's just I think maybe it's because I am an adult now. Yeah, maybe. It's like my inner child and like my youthfulness want to just be like, no, no, number one, number one, Nigel. And then part of me is like, yeah, but like she's this like awesome, like powerful, smart woman uh, who really makes like so many of the right decisions all the time, but like only through like learning mistakes. So like she's not always just right. She's not like that annoying character that just knows everything. Yeah. Um, but so is he. He's like yeah, that so too. so is he. It's tough. They really represent different sides of the spectrum while accomplishing similar goals yeah. in their own personal values that they share. Okay, so let's get weird. Yeah, I, think we, I don't think we've We're going to have to get before. weird for this one. It's, uh, you know, we came up with this concept for a tiebreaker <laughs> system at one point. And every time we record this show, we're like, we really got to put the tiebreaker cards together. Now we have to for next week because... I think I would actually maybe even pull them out right now. Uh, I would too, because it's just so... We have to have them ready for the future. We have to. This is so difficult. Because also the other thing, part of me wants to say, like, well, she's on, like, a limited, like, three-run show. Like, her journey and her story are are finished also. Like, by the time it ends, like, it fast-forwards to the future. They're, like, much older now. Yeah. Um, So it's like she has a limited story in scope and scale in many ways, whereas, like, his is this, like fantastical one but hers is like globe trotting like she they end up going to australia and it's about like the end of the world possibly it's it's all these crazy things that are taking place but it's crazy because like so is number one because like right. he's been to there's a moon base for kids next there door like base. when the when the adults like the like there start is a moon base with, like there, it's like an end of the world scenario yeah, that's or, what number zero i think when number zero shows up yeah yeah uh boy 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 boy, boy. let's we're gonna have to think of some weird stuff so like we've uh, talked about like well, okay. I would get a beer with Nora because... She's an adult. Because <laughs> he can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, we've talked about like moving and decorating and like setting up a house yeah. before. I'd also give that to her. Now, like playing video games and hanging out in the house. I would give that, that would to go him. Him, for right. sure. He'd be a great streamer, man. I just went up to Big Bear for the last weekend. I went on like a... I went on a, a trip with friends. I think she would be better during that journey. And here's why. Uh, some of the things we did when we got there was play a lot of like board games, tabletop games and stuff. And she's totally cool with that. She's like a fun older woman. Like she'll totally, like she's like a fun adult. Yeah. yeah. Obviously Nigel would have, number one would have the advantage when it comes to like, let's play Jenga and board games and stuff. But like also like, you know, we were having drinks for new years and I think he would be really annoying on like a three hour car trip. Yeah, maybe. Right. Like he would just not be able to occupy himself. He would like be a lot of energy and it's like, 
there are times where everyone's just kind of sitting doing their own thing, and then there's times where you're like, but we'll I play don't think a, a he's that kind of, kid, kind of a guy. I feel like he'd be like doing his own research and stuff. Like he'd be kind of quietly figuring out like what he's trying to do on a car. But ride. is that fun? It's not fun. Like I actually, just, you know, he does complain, and I feel like, like he, his dad will put energy. him into like he's like, where this son? He's like, no, dad, you know. Yeah, he just carries a different energy with him than she does. Like I feel yeah. like her demeanor would actually be easier to get along with as an adult than his is. Although in anything that like involves, we're going to go have a fun, good time or go on like a mission or do something crazy. Like I'd probably rather have him with me, but anything else in like regular day to day things, she's like a more real character. So we, we have this weird thing where we're comparing this very fantastical character and this very like real kind of like raw human character. And I'm like split right now here because because they're actually both very unique people. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, man, this is so tough. Uh, I just, I I love number one. And I do this too. might be, and when I'm, this might be because like I kind of was going through troubles mm. when he was. Okay. I, when I was growing up, I watched that show. I was like, you know, I was really young. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up watching that show. And I was going through changes. Yeah. And I related to Nigel in that sense. Okay. I related to him and I was like, and he was able to figure it out. And and he was able to continue to be the individual that he is. And it inspired me to continue to be who I am and not. I had a lot of, this might just be personal. Um, but growing up, I my parents got divorced and stuff like that. My parents remarried. I had like new siblings, new everything, new families, new friends that were trying to like get me to do things that they like to, to kind of yeah, follow yeah, their yeah. steps. But like Nigel kind of helped me stay who I was. He was right. like, it's okay to be who you are. And I think for a kid, that's really important. Um, that's like a really important thing that not only can relate to kids, but I think adults can relate to too. Okay. I got to throw a wrench in this, though. Go for it. Because I agree with everything you said, but part of me believes, and I really, I have to say, like, when number one got pulled and we started talking about it at the beginning, I really thought this was definitely going to him until I started talking to you about, like, Nora, and I'm realizing just, like, what a great character she is. She does that for adults, and that's at a time where now you've been through that challenge of conformity, nonconformity, and then there's, like, a level of becoming an adult where you have no choice but to change and to like grow up because you have to, to be an adult, to be independent, to uh, self-sustain and to interact with the rest of society. Yeah. And like when you're a kid, there is definitely that like fight and that pushback. But with her, it's, it's this story more about like, like making these hard choices as an adult. And so she is like, she's this character that represents individuality, uh, free will, nonconformity and also um responsibility that there are less of because as a kid like of course number one's amazing at that but so much about of, of cartoons so much of comics so much of anime like so many characters we talked about are about like teaching kids that it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be different and like to fight for what you believe in there's so much of that story but so much of adult fiction is is not about that it's about like um, it's about loss or it's about, you know, it's about things that people resonate with. And although her characters represent these more adult concepts, she still also is like one of the few fictional characters I can think of 
that are telling you like as like and like someone in their 40s not like even someone that's like 25 because there's still like when you're like a young adult a lot of messages that do this but she represents that challenge that number one goes through as a kid for someone my age and older and for women and there's not a lot of that that's there's very little that was a clutch thing you just did you're absolutely right I didn't even think of it till you said it about number yeah. one. And then it just made me realize how she does the same thing. But there are what she does is actually, I think, a harder thing to do as a character Dude. for adults. Because like for oh a kid, your whole life is so much about you and learning who you are. And, and it's like as an adult, you may have already lost that. And it's like about finding it again. And about Whoa. like and about um, compromise. Like her whole like her journey is like, how do you compromise choices in your life but also get to like make the right choices for yourself how do you do both things dude and, that's and insane it's hard i think you're right i think that was the the you know the buzzer that was the the buzzer beater beater buzzer buzzer beater yeah i don't know i'm not that's a basketball term i can't remember it beat the buzzer <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh this is man. hard because it, this I, one was this is probably the hardest thing i think we've ever had to talk about and it's tough because you don't really know a lot about this character. So, like, yeah. I had to do a lot of the talking about Nora. Right. But so I also did a lot of talking for number one. Yeah. And I've sort of let but you I do think that. You, you let it. I think you have it. I think you got it. Yeah. It's weird because I, I want to be honest here and say, like, I'm not necessarily fighting for Nora. Like, I didn't start this doing that. I'm mostly just speaking about it because I've seen, you right, know, I'm, right, I'm sort right. of cluing you in on who she is as a character. Well, you make me want to, I got to watch that show. Yeah. And sounds I, awesome. I do want to watch Kids Next Door again. Me too. It's such a good <laughs> it's show. It's a very good show. But I think you're right. Show. I think uh, that's, I mean, what you said there, that was the the beater buzzer. Yeah. The buzzer beat, but the, but at the buzzer. I'm going to figure that out. So, sorry. Uh, sorry, number one. We're going to have to decommission like you. De- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And transmission. And uh, transmission. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Nora's going to go on. Yeah. She's not departing today. Yeah, but number one may not be done. No, he might not, not be done. He might have a. He might come back. Or some people may be. I hope he comes back. For pork chop. I hope. <laughs> it's oh, gonna be tough. It's God. gonna be tough for Nora to 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 clinch the round. Like it's gonna be hard for a character that you know does exist in only one story. Um, yeah. But that shouldn't necessarily matter. Like no, just because a character's been written about a billion times, yeah, shouldn't mean that they're given the win. Yeah. So we'll see. Wow, this was intense. This was a uh, this was really tough. It was. Oh, so Nora's gonna go on to our Division Three Championship round. Um, wow, that was. Yeah, but she's going up against Thor. I need some tea or something. Holy crap, she <laughs> is going up against Thor, which will be really tough. But um, that was a great fight. I don't. I think that was a really good discussion. I want. I'm gonna watch Kids Next Door later today because yeah. it's such a good show. I forgot how great it was. The fact that we talked about it for so long, I think stands true. Um, and. Uh, the next time you're like, I need a new show to watch. Me and Katie were actually looking for new shows. We're leftovers. probably going to watch le- Leftovers. So. Leftovers. It's a very powerful story. And it's also one that is like, I binged the second season only because it was so tense. Like, it gave me anxiety. I was like, I just have to see what happens because it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and find out who we got next yeah, time. Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, we're pulling these guys. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Facial Character Podcast. Um, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to help us out, we appreciate an iTunes review from you guys. It goes oh, so yeah. far. Um, just write a few words. It, you know, tell your friends to write something. Take yeah. your phones and be like, I'm going to leave a review. Um, it really goes to help. Um, Stars are cool. Words are better. Yep. 
Exactly. So we appreciate that. Also, you can find us if you want to talk to us directly at UFC Pod on Twitter uh, or email us at UFC pod at zeitheist.com let us know if you have any questions if you have any comments whatever um everybody just yeah. see what's up see what's up guys and if you just go to zeitheist.com we have like the brackets on there and all the episode links and everything if you want to check out our show page you could just click on it on the front page it's actually very cool you could see all the bracket breakdowns yeah well guys let's go ahead and see who is going to go on to our division three round three fight who do we got christian so the first one this is great donatello teenage mutant ninja turtles <gasps> Oh, he's my favorite Ninja Turtle. Oh, mine too. What? Oh, dude. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> Donatello is going to be going up against the the sailor himself, Captain Morgan, the rum guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, and then around uh second half of that is going to be... Now, I do want to let everyone know, in the first two divisions, it was the round three third character that won both divisions. So, if history follows... Which is crazy that that happened. If history follows, this will be our winner. Let's find out if we're going to have a repeat. Oh, my God. It's Ash Ketchum. Are you serious? It's Ash Ketchum. I'm not lying. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. That's a huge character. That's a huge character. one. That's a huge character. That, There's a lot to talk he about He might there. lose a lot of those leagues, but also, like, oh, boy. Wow. Well, he's going to have a tough <laughs> fight, though. Uh, he better be training his Pikachu because he's going to be going up against Sydney, Sydney Bristow from Alias, Jennifer Gardner's character. Oh. Great character. Great oh character. God. I can't believe that matchup. That's insane. She's so, I she love Sydney Bristow. She is such a double agent. You know what I mean? Her, like, oh, she thought she was the only for person agency. And I'd she... worry about James Bond going up against Sydney. as like as another spy. Forget, like, Ethan Hunt and James Bond, like, Ethan Hunt's like cool if you need like the action, yeah. But like Sydney Bristow is one hell of a spy, dude. That's insane. I'm, you know what's crazy? I'm actually watching it right now with Katie. That's oh, the are show you? Is it for the first time or she's seen it several times? But what about my you? First time. It, oh man, it is. It is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's insane. I didn't know about it until like it was over. Yeah, I was watching Lost, uh, and then and it's it, Abrams. Yeah, so I yeah. watched like I I started Lost in the second season, and then when that finished, I was like, well, what else has this guy made? And then I went and I watched Alias, and I was able to just watch all of it. And I was like, oh man, this is so good. She is such a freaking great character. Yeah. Wow. Next week it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be so hard. I can't. I'm nervous. Oh my god. Next week it's gonna be wild. Yeah. I also can't believe that the character that I said might be the winner is Ash <laughs> All right, everybody. If you want to talk to us. Yeah. You can find me at the Matt Acevedo on all platforms, wherever, man. Where uh, come say hi. And I'm at Christian underscore Humes. Yeah. Until next time, guys. Keep looking. Keep hunting. Keep doing your thing. We are still looking for the ultimate fictional character. We'll see you all next week. Stay on the hunt.